This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. One of Alabama's senators is calling for the Department of Defense to continue moving forward with placing the Space Command in Huntsville, despite what Joe Biden is seeking to do in delaying that move. Alabama Senator Katie Britt spoke with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin this week. The exchange between the two occurred on Tuesday during the Senate Appropriations Committee meeting. Urge the president to take the politics out of this. Do what's best for making sure that we are ready and capable to face China on all fronts. Urge him to allow the Air Force to do their job. It is certainly, in my opinion, past time. All of Alabama's congressional members, including lone Democrat Terry Sewell, have responded to the report coming from NBC News that Joe Biden is looking to stop the relocation process of the Space Command from Colorado to Alabama. The congressional members are united in calling for Biden to stop making decisions based on political reasons and instead go with the original Air Force decision to place the headquarters in Alabama, as well as the two follow-up reviews from the Office of Government Accountability and the Inspector General's Office that confirmed that the Air Force decision was both fair and factual. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is talking further about the U.S.-Mexico border crisis. On Newsmax, Tuberville made it clear of what he believes are the ulterior motives of the Biden administration in not trying to fully shut down illegal border crossings. Well, the cartel is running our borders now. It's not Joe Biden. It's not the Democratic Party. It's not the American people. It's not the Border Patrol. Uh, The cartels are running it. They're controlling it every day. It's a disaster. It's a crisis. Uh, With everything going on in the country, crime or bad education, uh, inflation or bad foreign policy, this is the thing that's going to affect the United States more than anything is the people coming across the border. And it's going to affect us for a long time. And it's all for a reason. It's all for votes. And uh, Mayorkas has lied about this the whole time. And, uh, you know, they sent 1,500 troops down there to make sure they get them in quicker. That's all they did. We need 15,000 down there with guns uh, to help keep them out. The state health officer for Alabama is revealing his position on the effort by state lawmakers to stop transgender surgeries from occurring for those under the age of 18. Dr. Scott Harris was the keynote speaker at a symposium at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. At that event, Harris said that he was appalled by the state's restriction on what he labeled as gender-affirming health care. The state currently has a 2022 law in place that prohibits both hormone therapy and sex surgeries for a child under the age of 18. Harris admitted that this stuff outrages him, and he said it's tempting to lash out, but as the head of a state agency, it would not be appropriate to do that. 1819 News did ask Harris if the state law was what he had in mind when he made those comments, but Harris broadened the scope of his statements and said he was not referring to any one thing in particular. Harris is the very same state health officer who was in place back in 2020 and advised Governor Ivey to implement both a mask mandate as well as shut down businesses and schools in order to slow the spread. Those shutdowns were then extended multiple times by the governor well into 2021.
A bill has been introduced by Senate Minority Leader Bobby Singleton that would amend the Constitution of Alabama to legalize horse racing gambling machines in Greene County. SB 324 would provide for perimutual wagering on historical horse racing computerized machines as well as the licensure and operations of a racetrack in that county. The machines that are referred to in this bill are further described by the Betting USA website as a slots-like experience for players who are in a state where full-fledged slot machines are prohibited. There are some new developments in the South Alabama Bridge Project case. In the courtroom this week, Montgomery County Circuit Judge Jimmy Poole rebuked the director of the Alabama Department of Transportation, John Cooper. Judge Poole then granted a preliminary injunction to halt the construction project after he told Cooper that he had acted in bad faith. This all comes after the Baldwin County Bridge Company sued both Cooper and Aldot for moving forward with a new bridge project despite agreements that were made years ago between BCBC and the state. After seven days of hearings from both sides, Judge Poole sided with the Baldwin County Bridge Company. The injunction from the judge puts a halt to construction being done by Scott Bridge Company in that area, and it also prohibits Cooper from taking any steps directly or indirectly to continue the project. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... Congressional Republicans are not willing to let the report from special counsel John Durham just blow over. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy spoke on Fox Business about the need for accountability. This is why we created the Weaponization Committee when I became Speaker. This is what we knew about. Now we have even more proof about it. Now it's time that people have consequences for their actions and you've got to clean this up where this can never happen again. The Durham report exposes the FBI for politically motivated investigation into Donald Trump, as well as politically motivated disregard for other allegations against Hillary Clinton and her campaign. This is why we've got to reform the FBI, break it up. It cannot go on as it is. It is a threat to our democracy and to the will of the people. And the other point I'd make, Jesse, is some of these people who did this with Hillary Clinton are in government now, like Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor. He's in government now. He he cooked this up with Clinton. There needs to be repercussions for that. That was Missouri Senator Josh Hawley talking to Fox News host Jesse Waters. A mysterious disappearance of 60,000 pounds of explosive chemicals occurred on a train that was traveling between California and Wyoming. The Bay Area News, KQED, says that the 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate is used for both crop fertilizer as well as creating explosives. A rail car that had 30 tons of the chemical left Cheyenne, Wyoming, April 12th, but was found to be empty by the time it reached a rail stop in the Mojave Desert. Dino Noble is the company that made the report of this chemical loss to the Federal National Response Center. Dino Noble is currently suggesting the theory that the chemicals, which were in a pellet form, fell from the rail car on that trip. Ammonium nitrate was the explosive substance that was used in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing that was conducted by Timothy McVeigh. The first day of an election appeal case got underway in Arizona. The main complaint from Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake and her attorneys had to do with the Maricopa County signature verification process. Lake released a 90-second video to the public a day before her case got underway. In that video, one election worker approved 71 mail-in ballots in 90 seconds, while the person sitting next to them was only able to approve nine ballots by comparing the signatures to past voter history. The whole issue came up again in court with Lake's attorney, Kurt Olson. Maricopa's log file data shows that 11 
of these signature verification workers approved 170,000 signatures at a rate of less than between zero and 2.99 seconds with a 99.97% approval rating. That's not signature review, Your Honor. Simply flashing a signature on the screen, clicking a button and moving on is not signature review. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs a bill into law that bans transgender hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and sex reassignment surgeries for those under the age of 18. The bill also grants more jurisdiction for Florida courts when it comes to child custody battles in a divorce where one parent who is out of state is approving of a gender transition for the child and the parent in Florida does not. The bill also puts in more requirements for adults to be advised of the irreversible nature of this surgery before they proceed. The law goes into effect immediately in that state. In North Carolina, the Republican-controlled General Assembly has overridden their governor's veto of a bill that prohibits abortions after the 12-week mark. Democrat Governor Roy Cooper was very active in soliciting state lawmakers to uphold his veto. However, they ignored those pleas. The GOP has a new supermajority that was made possible just a few months ago when Democrat state lawmaker Tricia Cotham announced that she was fed up with that party becoming a Republican. This new law goes into effect in July. And if you're a big fan of globalism and you want a new world order of rich elites to tell you how to live, then you'll be happy to learn that this weekend, the Bilderberg Group is meeting in Lisbon, Portugal, with less than 150 people attending as they all plan out the future for the world. This will include business moguls, government leaders, media influencers, and even royalty. Those who attended last year's event were cabinet members of the Biden administration, the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla, Google's CEO, Eric Schmidt, CIA Director Bill Burns, the CEO of ChatGPT, Sam Altman, and NATO Chief Jen Stoltenberg. Charlie Skelton and Dan Dix are two independent reporters that are on the ground trying to get coverage of the event before they're kicked out. You can follow both of them on Twitter. Also, the Daily Detail featured an audio montage yesterday of television hosts and medical experts who were pushing for the shame and punishment of those refusing the COVID-19 vaccine in the past few years. Well, here is now a movie trailer for the Unseen Truth documentary that features both the testimony of those who took the COVID vaccine and were injured, as well as doctors who witnessed and researched the damages, including the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology, Dr. Robert Malone. I had a vaccine and I began to shake uncontrollably. He just died 33 days later. I can't hold my head upright. I collapsed. That's all I remember. From the very outset, we did not meet the normal conditions required to proceed. We're going to be talking about the vaccine injured, which the federal government and state agencies pretends doesn't exist. We went to a local hospital and they treated her like a crazy person. I see this as a breakdown of our bureaucratic structures that we're supposed to keep safe. I think there's a lot of people that don't know that they're injured. We have substantial data showing miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average. Neurological, over a thousand percent increase. A thousand. Pfizer should have been off the market by February 1st of 2020. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying the Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. 
You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.